Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. I'm Christine, your host. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We continue with our series Unafraid. Here's Pastor Geshom with today's message. It's such a joy and a privilege to meet with you again in this online experience. Even as we started this uh, series called Unafraid, we're going to go into the second part of the series, which is Unafraid of Our Battles. And we're going to look through the life of Joshua and see how we can conquer all the battle that comes before us being unafraid. I know we are living in a season where every day is so different. Every day we have different set of rules. Every day we have uh, things which we have to personally battle with so that we can face the day. One of the toughest decisions that we are probably faced with today is to lead ourselves. Lead ourselves in a place where we don't know what decisions to make every day. Probably uh, you're a father and you don't know what decision to make for your family. Sometimes you might be even unable to make a decision with regard to work. Even as certain lockdowns are being lifted up, we all are probably in this emotionally going through this term. Okay, should I do this? Should I go out? Will I be safe? There are so many decisions with regard to that. But there are also bigger decisions with regard to our life as to how is life going to be? How are we going to overcome certain things? What is it that we actually succumb to in these last 21 days or in this entire period of lockdown? Are we willing to be unafraid and overcome some of these battles so that God will be glorified? So that at the end of it, can we see God through this? Even today, we are going to look into the life of Joshua and see how he fought these battles fought these battles of being unafraid so that at the end of it, he could say that he's serving God wholeheartedly. I would love to put a question across to you this way. How many of you love working under leadership? One of the things that I personally have loved is to work under leadership because there's a sense of direction. There's a sense of, you know, uh, you kind of like have a person who's leading you through. You're, you're not the forerunner. So whatever you face is completely different to what the leader is facing. And it's a little easier to actually follow a leader and, you know, have a mission and a vision and head towards, you know, a goal. Because at the end of it, when you look back in five years or, you know, 10 years, you're able to say, you know what, I was there and now I'm here. And, you know, it's worth following this leader. But God actually moves each and every one of us in some stage of our life to actually be a forerunner and not actually be following a leader. Yeah, we are following God. You know, we look to God for direction. But oftentimes when we are living here on this earth, we have to actually make the conscious decision of us leading the way. Some of us are leading the way with regard to our families. You know, we uh, as the head of the house, we are leading the way. Some of you are actually single and, you know, you you personally have to lead the way. You know, some of us have to lead the way with regard to work because it's our own business that we're running. Or some of us have our own teams that we are running and, you know, we just don't lead well with where we are working at and the skill set, but we also have to lead well emotionally. And so if you notice here, Joshua, the reason why I've taken Joshua actually is the fact that Joshua actually worked under leadership, but then he came from to a place where God actually said, hey, you know what? I want you to lead the people of Israel. And he had to fill in big shoes, but there was this portion in his life where God came through so clear that set him on a course which made him be unafraid of all the battles that came across. 
So even before we go into the word of God and actually dwell through Joshua's life and see how did Joshua overcome and how did he, you know, take on this journey of being unafraid, we're just going to go into this short clip and see an overview of Joshua's life. Moses dies and Joshua is commissioned by God to take over. Joshua leads the people across the Jordan to take possession of the promised land. After sending spies into the land, he leads the conquering of Jericho. The Israelites suffer a defeat and then subsequent victory at Ai. A pact is wrongly made with the Gibeonites leading to a battle to protect these new allies against five Amorite kings. More land is acquired by the people of Israel. Southern and Northern conquests happen following which, the land is allocated to the 12 tribes of Israel. Cities are designated for the Levites and for refuge. Joshua exhorts the people to follow God all the days of their lives, with all their hearts even after his time on earth. I would encourage you to actually take time during this week, if you can actually just read through the entire book of Joshua. You would love reading it because you can see God in it every chapter by chapter. But actually, if you look into this whole life of Joshua, there's one thing which uh, all of us actually face and all, all of us go through the emotion. It's that, you know, we are scared. We are afraid. Looking through Joshua's life, you'll see that being afraid is normal. And looking into our own lives, we can gladly say, probably, you know, boldly say that, you know, being afraid is normal. But how do we overcome not being afraid? How do we overcome circumstances, situations and things around us and, you know, following God wholeheartedly? How does that happen? How do we, you know, not succumb to the battles that we are fighting? Some of us are fighting battles with regard to our health. Some of us are fighting battles with regard to our minds. You know, I, I, I don't know for how many of you have been looking at the news, but the number of stats that are coming out with regard to mental health and emotional health has been in an all-time high. Because people are confined to the four walls of their own house. For those of you who are staying alone, you know, there might be different battles that you're undergoing. So probably the battle of addiction, you know, battle of, you know, substance abuse. It could be anything. And sometimes our biggest step is actually to verbally say, you know, God, this is what I'm struggling with. And I'm afraid of this. There is an outcome to it. But can we be unafraid and say, God, I want you by my side so that I can get over this battle. So looking through Joshua's life, you're going to see three things into the, how he was unafraid and how he saw God come through. The first thing is we can be unafraid of our battles if we choose to be on God's side. Even before we go into the life of Joshua, I would like to just recap as to where he actually is coming from. So Joshua was part of the journey of Moses leading Israel out of the slavery from Egypt. They leave Egypt, they come, they cross the Red Sea. There's miracle after miracle. They cross the Red Sea. They are hungry. God provides manna. He provides quail. He gives the Ten Commandments. You know, Israel sins. There's a whole series of things that happen. Israel disobey and then they are left wandering in the desert for 40 years. And at the end of that 40 years, when Moses' time has come, in Numbers, we see that Numbers 27, 18 to 23, we see God actually chooses Joshua. And it's interesting because God actually chose a guy. When you read through entire Joshua, you see this guy actually didn't believe so much in himself. He believed probably in the God of Moses, but he didn't actually really believe in himself when he was given this mantle of leadership. 
it goes on to say, So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eliezer the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in the presence. Give him some of the or authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. And it goes on to say, And at his command, the entire community of the Israelites will go out, and at his command, they will come in. God actually gave charge to Moses to sing, choose Joshua because he's the chosen one. And so Joshua receives his entire thing. In fact, if you just see a few chapters earlier, Joshua was one of the 12 spies who actually went in to spy in the promised land along with Caleb. And he came, comes back with this report. They are so strong in faith as to what they believed in. And even as Joshua is given this command and as he is stepping into the shoes of Moses after his time, he's filled with this uh, emotion of being afraid of leading his people. In fact, within a short span of, you know, verses 6 to 10, God tells him after giving him charge, close to three times he tells him, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Joshua probably was overwhelmed. Joshua probably was so scared because he knew what it took, how hard it was for Moses to lead the people. He probably knew he didn't have the charisma, the capacity in which he could actually see God face to face. Moses could see God face to face. Moses actually went up a mountain, spent 40 days there with God, just talking to him. And he probably knew he had big shoes to fill. But he said, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. And it's with this verse that Joshua holds on to that he goes on to fight the battle of Jericho. And as he goes on there... He sends spies, the spies go, they scout the land, they come back and they say, you know what, we can do this, we can, the land is ours. And as Joshua prepares, as they have to cross the Jordan River, Joshua is standing there and then this one amazing thing happens where he gets to meet this angel who's standing there with the sword. This angel introduces himself saying that I am from the Lord's army and Joshua chapter 5 verses 13 to 15, it goes on to say, now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him. With a drawn sword in his hand, Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for this servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua just had to have this encounter. And it's interesting, Joshua was actually probably looking at the battle in just probably, you know, a two-dimensional way of, you know, whose side are you in? Are you on the enemy's side or are you on our side? But when God intervenes, he's actually asking you, whose side are you on? Are you on my side or are you on the opposite side? Being unafraid of our battles means that we have to be on God's side. If you actually give put a microscope to our prayers, you know, our prayers actually, uh, and the intention of our prayers, you will see that we are actually always asking God to be on our side. When we are on God's side, he gives the strategy, he gives a plan, he gives, in fact, every detail that has to be done so that we can overcome our battles. And one of the things that Joshua actually had to follow through was, he had to go around Jericho six days, and on the seventh day, they went around seven times and all they had to do was blow the horn. And this entire city, which was known for its fortress, for its, known for its high walls, was known to be so secure, just collapsed. 
when we look at this entire thing we see god gave joshua the strength and the courage to conquer jericho and it was god's strategy that worked it was in joshua's strategy strength and courage that comes from god is not for us to do our own thing and you know to just say you know we were able to do it but it's for us to have the strength and the courage and to say god i am on your side tell me what to do and so today even as we've seen this are we willing to allow god to actually work in and through us because god doesn't want us to actually have fortified you know areas in our own hearts which are not allowing god to bring down every time i read this passage i'm reminded that god wants to break down those walls you know figuratively god wants certain walls in us to be broken so that we'll have the strength and the courage to say god i want to be on your side is fear one of the stronghold has it built a fortified wall around you has abuse built this stronghold has lies built this stronghold has mistrust have people around you broken their trust so that and you've just decided you know what i'll put up this wall where i can't trust anyone have you given uh, areas in into your life which have just built walls in the area of pornography on the area of alcohol in the area of smoking and substance abuse or have you even given room to just your ego or self or your accomplishments or your influence which have just built walls when we are saying that we have to be on god's side we can only be on god's side when these fortified walls all are broken down and god's willing to break them down in fact i feel personally that when he says be strong and courageous it's for us so that we can have the courage to deal with these walls ourselves it's for us to have the courage to say god and be honest to god and say god these are some things that i'm really struggling with i don't have the courage i don't have the strength can i be on your side because when i know when i'm in your side none of these walls can choose to exist because you're bigger than all of this and it's in this letting go that the strength and the courage that we need so that god can break down these walls and so today at the end of this i would love for us even in a time of prayer to ask god god can i be unafraid of the battles because many a times the battles of the mind the battles of physical health the battles that are surrounding us in what i had mentioned earlier with mistrust with abuse with all that it leaves big scars the strength and the courage that we need is for god to allow himself to come in and work in and through us he will remove he will break down everything but can we have the strength and the courage to allow him to break it down that leads me to my second point we can be unafraid of our battles when we detest what god detests here as we saw god gave clear instruction to joshua saying when you go into the land of jericho and occupy it bring to rubble everything but don't take anything from it yeah there was a particular family of rahab which was in fact saved because of the one act of kindness that she did and she was remembered her entire household was remembered but then god told don't take any of the articles for yourselves there were certain things that were asked to be taken for the treasury but rest everything else was asked to be left there but there was that one disobedient person in the camp in the army actually who took it and who brought destruction to joshua and the entire israelite in the next battle we sometimes just lean in the fact that you know i'm on god's side so you know what god's going to take care of it but god actually wants us to be obedient to everything that he's commanded us to do and so which means that we have to listen to him in every step of the way so joshua 
and the Israelites had just finished this battle of Jericho and then they're looking to conquer more lands. And Joshua sends a few of his army men to actually go spy and they come back. We can just go and take it. And he just sends an army. He doesn't ask God. And this actually shows a lot of the human side of Joshua. I can compare myself with him. I can actually like put myself and say, you know what? There's so many things which I find in common. When I've seen God come through in one area of my life, I automatically tend to forget and ask God, God, is this really your will? Till I actually put my hands into it and I get burnt. And then God kind of reminds me, no, that was not what I asked you to do. Or there's something else that was required of you to do. Reading from Joshua chapter 7 verse 1, which goes on to say, But the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to the devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burnt against them. And then it goes on to say uh, how they lost the battle after that. His act, he had kept it hidden under his tent. And they go into battle, they lose the battle. And when they come back, Joshua falls before God's altar and he says, God, why did you allow this to happen? And God tells him, you have not been faithful in the small thing that I had asked you to do and not take treasures from Jericho. We see in Joshua chapter 7, verse 19 to 26, where Joshua gets every tribe in front, from every tribe, every family, every family, he questions them. Did you take anything? And when it comes to Archan in verse 20, it says like this, Archan replied, it's true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. As you keep reading, you'll see that Joshua sends his men. They find it. Then they take the entire household of Akan, his cattle and everything. They take him outside of the place where they camp and they stone him and they set everything to fire. Similarly, when we are on God's side, God expects us to follow everything. And then in turn, he'll ask us to detest certain things which will be very unique to us. Uh, as a father, as uh, as I father three kids, I can see the difference in which uh, each of them are. And I kind of like have to uh, intentionally make sure what works for each of them and give them and say, hey, you know, in life, you can't do certain things like this. This doesn't work for you. Whereas for the other two kids, I will have to give different other instructions. And God does that with us. That's the dynamic that actually works. If you notice, I would like to take my reference back uh, to another Bible story called Daniel and his friends who were in, actually captives and who were taken into the land of Babylon. And when they were taken there, they chose, because they were following God, they chose to refrain from certain things. And if you notice, it's probably because they were brought up in a way where they were brought up saying God detests certain things. And so they gave up the comfort of certain royal food. And at the end of the time that was given for them, they in fact came out victorious. They seemed stronger. They seemed much wiser. They seemed good and healthy. Are we willing to trust God? If we say we are on his side, he knows what's best for us. And he's going to tailor make. He's going to say, Geshom, you know, the ego gets the better of you. So there are certain things what I need to prune certain things here. I need you to, you know, do uh, to say no to certain things. I need you to, you know, spend more time on this. God will tailor make that for us. But are we willing to detest what God detests? Because at the end of it, God wants us to succeed. It's interesting to look from Daniel's life also because what he said yes to and no to makes a big difference. Daniel goes on to actually stay across 
three different empire changes that happened after that. And he was just lifted from one position to another. But what he chose to detest actually just grew on him. So even as he grew in position and influence, it didn't deter him from that. As you go on to see, it says he used to pray three times a day. He used to leave his windows wide open and pray. And I'm sure those are the things which probably he did it because he was on God's side and he loved God and there were no compromises on that. So are we willing to detest what God detests? Proverbs chapter 13 verse 13 in NIV says this, Whoever scorns instruction will pay for it, but whoever respects a command is rewarded. I'm reading again the same verse from the Passion Translation and says this, Despise the word, will you? Then you'll pay the price and it won't be pretty. But the one who honors the father's holy instructions will be rewarded. It's a tough day-by-day choice we have to make. But oftentimes, before God can actually do something through us, he'll actually have to do a lot in us. And so probably you might not see so many things happening around you as you would like. But if you're on God's side, he's already starting to work in you. And the sooner he finishes the work in you, he will be able to do so many things through you. And in this season, it might seem like, you know, it's it, it might seem lonely. It might seem like, you know, there's so many things unsettled. But can you trust God? Trusting God and being unafraid. The third thing is we can be unafraid of our battles if we believe that it will bring glory to God. Reading from Joshua chapter 10 verses 9 to 15 in the message, it goes on to say, Joshua marched all night from Gilgal and took them by total surprise. God threw them into total confusion before Israel. A major victory at Gibeon. Israel chased them along the ridge of Beth Horon and fought them all the way to Azak and Madak. As they ran from the people of Israel down from the Beth Horon ridge and all the way to Azak, God pitched huge stones on them out of the sky and many died. More died from the hailstones than the people of Israel killed with the sword. The day God gave the Amorites up to Israel, Joshua spoke to God with all Israel listening. Stop, sun, over Gibeon. Halt, moon, over Aijon Valley. And sun stopped. Moon stood stock still until he defeated his enemies. You can find this written in the book of Jasher. The sun stopped in its tracks in mid-sky, just sat there all day. There's never been a day like that before or since God took orders from a human voice. Truly, God fought for Israel. When we are unafraid of our battles, we believe that it will bring glory to God. Joshua was able to tell the sun and the moon to stand still. It's because all along this journey, he knew that being on God's side, there was this supernatural courage and strength that came out. It's a personal thing for me because... There's been seasons in my life when I had to actually take the strength and the courage to actually do what God's actually asking me to do and actually leading the way for my family also, which is the most toughest thing because taking a decision for yourself is easy, but actually taking your family along with you in this decision is the toughest. And uh, way back in 2009, when actually God called us into ministry, there was a decision which I had to take and I learned it the hard way. I didn't take the decision till actually God twisted my arm. I would say twisted my arm because that's how he grabbed my attention. Because I was constantly fighting, saying, God, I know what's best. Till actually God says, no, I know what's best. And he got my attention there and he took us as a family through that entire journey. 
and then it came down way back later 10 years later in 2018 when we actually had to make this decision to actually start zion i was contemplating a lot because i was like god why i i love working under leadership i, I as i gave the introduction i love doing all that why is it i was so un, i was so afraid of um, just what i knew what it entailed i knew to an extent okay this is what god uh, if god requires it these are certain things i have to do and i wasn't willing i was like god i feel i'm better use of somewhere but then i couldn't resist because i already had learned a tough lesson 10 years back that i said god okay you know what i'll do it but i was so reluctant till one day my wife said you know what you can't uh, be like this priest who actually uh, were crossing the jordan they didn't just keep one foot on land one foot in water they went entirely into the middle of it they they in fact the water was there up to their knees they trusted god and then this split happened in the jordan and so with that decision we took um uh with much prayer we you know i said okay god you know what you calling us to do this we'll step into it and september we stepped into it and a lot of you would have heard the testimony of my wife that of how god had actually uh, taken us through the journey of brain aneurysm but uh, behind the scene of that was uh, we did church for one whole month just meeting in our house we were just five of us most of the time but we would still do church and then when we got struck uh, by this news of you know her having a brain aneurysm and then it had to be treated it, it was an entire another three sunday journey that we were going through midweek but we still met every sunday in between that and what was when i was just preparing i was just like thanking god cuz he gave us that strength and that courage that actually he gave joshua i've never shared this earlier because to me it was very personal because to have the strength and the courage to lead and to do week after week even with the bad news was tough but then i was reminded of this that being unafraid of our battles are we willing to give god the glory and i still remember her surgery was scheduled for a monday and on the sunday we had met no one turned up it was just me and my wife and i was there during worship i was just you know bawling it all out over there i was just you know saying god i don't have the strength and courage cause i don't know next week if i'll be here alone doing church or i don't know if i'll be alone doing church with my wife unable to move her hands or her legs or you know but we were able to give everything that we were there that day to god the outcome was with god but we had the strength and the courage to actually meet and do what god called us to do and for all of those who've heard earlier god came through we met the following sunday again and it was a testimony and from then on we decided you know what god will give us the strength and courage to go through every battle but at the end of every battle we are going to testify we are not going to keep quiet about it we are not going to keep it to ourselves the story does not does not stay with us but we are going to tell the story out there because it has to glorify god in everything psalm chapter 71 verse 15 to 19 goes on to say like this in nav my mouth will tell of your righteous deeds of your saving acts all day long though i know not how to relate them all i will come and proclaim your mighty acts sovereign lord i will proclaim your righteous deeds yours alone since my youth god you have taught me and to the day i declare your marvelous deeds even when i am old and gray do not forsake me my god till i declare your power to the next generation 
your mighty acts to all who are to come. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, who is like you, God. Every situation we go through with God leading us will cause us to praise him and give thanks to him. When we are on God's side, we'll have no other option but to give glory to God. Because God will do it supernaturally. And why I use the word supernatural is it's out of our control. It's out of what our human mind can actually comprehend. Even as we step into another week, we have to make decisions for ourselves. The lockdown looks like it's easing. Jobs are requiring us to go back into offices. We, some form of normalcy is coming back. But we have to lead. And it's in these times that we strongly can be bottled up where we feel, you know what, I can't do this. I'm so scared. What will happen? But are we willing to be unafraid? This is a battle before us. The new normal is the battle before us. Every day is going to be a battle. Us just going out and coming back in is of, and being safe is going to be tough. But are we willing to have the courage to lean on trust God? And today, even before I close, we can do all of this only if we decide to choose and serve God wholeheartedly. I love how Joshua ends the uh, end of his mission, which God actually gave him. His mission was to lead the people into the promised land and settle them. And so if you read through the entire book of Joshua, he fought many battles. I love this verse which says in Joshua 24, 14 to 15, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua didn't take a decision for the entire nation. He took a decision for his entire household. He in fact took a very personal decision. He did what was required by God, but he took a personal decision saying, hey, I'm going to serve God all the days of my life, me and my household. And so today, I would like to ask you, even before we close the service, whose side are you on? Are you on God's side? Or are you on the opposite side? There's no threat here saying you have to be on God's side. Otherwise, you know, it's not going to go well with you. No, but you get to choose who you serve. The same way in which Joshua said, but if serving God seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself. The choice is ours. We get to choose who we have to serve. And honestly, I can say from my own life, serving God has been the best thing that I could do. Serving God as a family is the best thing that we could do as a family. Serving God is not going to be easy. Serving God is painful and laborious. It, it requires us to be a lot more intentional. But serving God is enjoyable. And even as we saw these three points, are we willing to be on God's side? Are we willing to detest what God detests? And are we willing to actually bring glory to God in everything and testify of what he's done? Probably you're right now confused. You're saying, you know what? I've given to a lot of fear. Or I don't know who who's this God that you're talking about. This God is no one else but Jesus. If you look in the New Testament, Jesus came down. He lived here for 33 years. He died. He gave us salvation. 
we have eternal life because of him and today we want to take this opportunity to ask you if you would love to make him lord and savior of your life making him lord and savior is the same thing as allowing ourselves to be on his side it's that it's saying god you are in control of my life you know what's best for me even as you want to make jesus your personal savior can we just close our eyes and you could repeat this prayer after me loving heavenly father i accept that i am a sinner i believe you came down to earth you died you rose again i believe you've washed all my sins and i know that there is salvation in your name i accept you and i ask you to come into my heart be the lord and savior of my life in jesus name i pray amen amen and even as we've heard in today's sermon are we willing to step into the battles that are before us unafraid i would like to actually just pray with you and believe with you it's not going to be easy but it is possible it starts with the small things can we allow god to invade and change every area of our life there's so many areas that we need him let it not get the better of us let us and also let us find ways in which we can serve god because it's in that serving that we actually find a lot of purpose of what god's actually called us to do today can i pray with you a loving heavenly father lord we thank you lord for this time thank you lord that even as we step into this coming week lord jesus that lord you would be with us that we'll be able to step into this week unafraid i pray that lord as many of us will be making this life changing decision lord jesus of wanting to be on your side that lord you would work in us lord jesus i pray specifically lord jesus for all those who are honestly wanting those walls to fall down lord jesus i pray that lord that it will happen lord in their life i pray that lord you would come through lord jesus because they have made the decision of lord jesus being on your side that those walls will just crumble lord jesus you will give them uh victory you will give them strength you will give them courage lord to overcome lord we thank you i pray that lord even as joshua said lord as for me and my house we will serve the lord lord may that be lord our mission lord jesus that we will serve you no matter what lord jesus we will serve you no matter how hard it might be lord i pray that lord at the end of it lord that we'll be able to testify lord jesus even into our old age lord that we'll be able to testify of your goodness of your faithfulness lord of all that you've done lord we thank you i pray especially lord for each and every one lord jesus who are stepping out of their homes this week lord for work even as they go out that lord they'll be protected lord jesus your hand of protection be upon their going out and coming in i pray that lord even as we have started this new month lord jesus that lord your hand will be upon them lord you would bless the finances lord jesus you will bless each and every one's job you would be with everyone lord jesus that lord in times like this lord that you would be made known you would be seen more clearly lord jesus i pray for divine wisdom lord jesus as everyone makes decisions for their homes lord of what to do what not to do where to go where not to go that you would give them discernment lord jesus we thank you i pray more than anything lord jesus may we have more of you in our lives lord we pray that lord even as we step into this season lord jesus that we'll step in unafraid lord jesus we thank you for all that you're doing lord jesus big and small and i pray lord at the end of this entire um this as a pandemic lord comes to an ease lord jesus that lord we'll be able to testify of the goodness we'll be able to testify of all that you've done lord we thank you be with us and bless us lord 
In your most holy name we pray. Amen. May the love of the Father, the grace of his only Son, Jesus Christ, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.